Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, we welcome you back to Boston. The Westin. In Copley Place, baby, site of Media Row for USAA and the annual 124th edition of the Army-Navy game presented by USAA. And we're very pleased to be joined uh, by Hugh Douglas, of course, who you remember terrorizing quarterbacks in a good way for the Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Jets, very productive uh, pass rusher, uh, probably Torch the giant, uh, the uh, Washington Redskins way too many times uh, in his career, and now does radio for our sister station, WIP Sports Radio ninety four in Philadelphia. You can hear him on the Odyssey app, and Hugh is with us here in Boston. Hugh, hey, great what's to have going you with on? us. How you doing? How uh, you doing? I'm, I'm pleased to have you with us. Thanks for making uh, time for us. Sorry about the um, long holder over at the top. Oh, no, of the hour. not at all. Not at so all. So now, now that you're one of one of us, right? You're a big radio guy. You do radio for a living uh, instead of again going after quarterbacks. What, what what is you know? I work with Brian Mitchell. I work yeah, with B. Doc. Miz, that's yeah, my guy. Yeah, work B. Miz with Doc guy. Walker. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've worked with so many guys. Like, what is it like trying to balance? Criticism, being fair, understanding what it took as a player to be great, all of that stuff in a critical city like Philadelphia. I mean, because we're soft in Washington, D.C. You know what's funny? I I think that the the hardest balance that I've had to have was that between being an ex-player and Mm -hmm. a a radio analyst Mm -hmm. when it comes to the players. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, players, uh, especially now, because we have so much access, where they have so much access to social media, Mm -hmm. they don't like to be criticized. And, you know, football is all about criticism. I remember going to, to, to training camp, being in meetings and everything. You're getting criticized more mm-hmm. in a meeting than you ever could in by what anybody else says on social media. So that, that has been the transition. But I tell guys, like, listen, man, you get criticized every time you watch film, whether you play good or you play bad, because football is a space where you're always judged on, on what you did that day and how you could get better. That's the bottom line. Mm. So take it, take everything with a grain of salt, man, and just keep it moving. Before we get to Army-Navy, you know, we're facing a, a situation. I don't know how much you know about it. I've heard about it. But Eric Bieniemy comes from the Kansas City Chiefs, yes. won a couple of Super Bowls, denied a head coaching opportunity, comes here, gets an assistant head coaching uh, position. And now players all year, not now, players all year since August have been bitching and moaning and crying and whining about how tough he is. Mm-hmm. When you see something like that, because I sense, just knowing you for a couple of minutes, that you've got some old school in you. I do. I do. How and much does that bother you? Listen, here's the thing. And I can't remember the defensive end that was complaining about a few weeks ago about how he was tired 
for the for the for the for the Commodores, like how he was tired of of the way that things were going because he's been a part of it for like uh, Chase Young or Montez uh, no, Sweat. I think it was Sweat. I yeah. think it was Sweat. And he was tired about how he was – we were tired of getting beaten, the same thing yeah. we had for years and years. Out. Oh, Jonathan Allen. I'm okay, sorry. that's Jonathan what Jonathan – that's what it was. Thank sorry. you. Sorry I couldn't remember his name because it was a few weeks ago. I hear that, and then I think back to the summer, and you're complaining about a guy who's been to the promised land mm-hmm. a couple times mm-hmm. in Kansas City, and that's Eric Benemy, trying to make your team better. I'm not saying that he was, he was complaining about it, but the fact that guys on that team mm-hmm. – that have been in that city for as long as they've been in that city and complaining about the conditions of their football team. Like, it makes no sense to me. Because on one hand, you're complaining about uh, somebody that's trying to make you better who knows the blueprint on how to make you better. And then you turn around and, and say that in the press, press meeting, well, I'm tired of this. Okay, well, hell, which one is it? You, t- you don't want to work hard? Or you just you, you like getting your ass kicked every week. Like, which one is it? Like, make up your mind because you can't have – like, listen, nobody cares about the labor pains. Show me the baby. Like, the <laughs> bottom line is this. Nobody cares about the labor pains. Show me the baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the hard work that you put in, that's the, that, like, like that, that's the labor pains. They want to see the baby. Why, they want to see a good team. Why has it worked, though, with Sirianni in Philadelphia? I mean, because people talk around – you know, toss around culture. Mm-hmm. Is it, just as, is it just that simple? I think culture there... is big. I think accountability is big. Like, I, I've had the uh, opportunity to play in Philadelphia for a while, but I, I went to other places. Sure. And the one thing that I can, I can think of and remember vividly is how the culture uh, carried everything and, and how guys reacted to one another. Accountability, that's big, man, mm-hmm. and, and, and not point fingers at anybody. Football is the one ultimate team sport where everybody – has to be on the same page. You got like 11 individuals on either side of the ball that have to be on one accord at one time or another. Now, with that being said, did I like all of my teammates when I was in Philadelphia and I played? No. Mm-hmm. But on, on Sunday, I loved them to death. You know why? Because we were all focused on the same goal and we were trying to get it done on Sunday. Is that the same? You, you just mentioned, did I love my teammates? No. Is that the same way you, that you treated coaches? Like, you didn't always want to maybe be barked at or, or, or screamed at or, or told, hey, you got to do this better, but you, you have a, a certain level of respect and you're ready to go through a brick wall? Or was, was no, that... I always respected my coach. I okay. had a coach, Tommy Brazier, where if any – Brian Mitchell tell you this. Yeah. I used to get cussed out. It, it wasn't a Sunday that went by that if I screwed up a play mm-hmm. that he didn't yell or scream at me. That didn't bother me because I knew it was coming from a place where – he wanted me to be better. He saw something in me that I didn't see at the time, and he wanted me to be better. As a matter of fact, I started going to Pro Bowls when, when Tommy Brazier became my coach mm-hmm. because he called me in office one day, and he asked me, he said, hey, it's like it was my third or fourth year in the league. He said, okay, it's about time to figure out what you want to be or how you want to be perceived. And, uh, you know, you, you got to put in the work. And that's what it is, man. You have to put in the work. I, and, and I know it's different for these players now because they don't, they don't do some of the same things that, that we did in the past. You know, it, it's funny, because they complain about what the enemy is doing. Just think, if they played an area where I played, where you had to practice for three hours. Oh, yeah. You out there practicing for three oh, whole yeah. hours. Like, the same thing, and you had to wear shoulder pads I, all through I, training camp. I mean, I remember when I showed up at Redskins Park to do the beat for the first time in 2009. 
there were still two a days. Yeah. And and like you said, some of those morning practices would go two and a half, three hours. Now you you can't be in the building for more than four hours. You can't practice. Yeah, be on the it's practice different. Field too. It's different. It's totally different. And how you relate to these guys, completely different. Hugh Douglas for, with us from uh, uh, from WIP in Philadelphia here at Media Row, presented by USAA for Army Navy. Um, how, did you get to go to the game last year in Philly? Or, no, I didn't. Or is this I didn't. You know what's funny? This will be the first one that I, I get to go to. Every year that it was in Philadelphia, I tried to go, but there was something going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like during the time I was playing, obviously I was playing. Sure. And then it was, you know, something else had came up with radio or something else. So this is the first opportunity that I actually get to go to the game. Heard great things about oh. it, man. Like, the history. I'm not, I don't, I'm not really big on history, but when I hear the history of this game, it's phenomenal. And how the world just stopped during wartime, how mm-hmm. it just stopped. And, and everybody watched this game. The one memory that I have, I was like, I'm, I'm about to date myself, and I don't care. I grew up watching MASH. I remember that, sure. And, I, and I, I'm pretty sure all the old heads out there that are listening to your station remember the MASH episode where they were talking about the Army-Navy game mm-hmm. and how everything stopped for that game. As a matter of fact, I heard, I don't know if the story is true or not, but I believe it to be true. I heard that, that Philadelphia was the halfway point between the two schools, and they used to march yeah, to the I game. Think so, yeah. And that to me is phenomenal. And these are the, the like when you like I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like like everything that this game means to everybody that plays in it, the guys that come back. I mean, this is what it's all about, man. This is really what it's all I about. I mean, you said you're getting chills. The hair on yeah. my arm. I mean, when I went to the first one two years ago at MetLife Stadium and then last year in Philadelphia and watching March on from the field level, it you know, and we I mean, you played this game, you've won, you've had moments, uh, I've just covered the game. It, it's just an incredible feeling that you can't describe. Yeah, and it, it's one thing, like, when you look at these guys, because a lot of these guys, let's be honest, they're not going to play in the NFL. They're going to go serve. Yeah. They're serving our country. So, so to me, to, to be able to play the game at the level that they're playing it at and then go, go serve our country and do the things that they do, that's, that's, a, that's one hell of an honor. really, right. really is. Before, because uh, we're running out of time here, so I, I hate to do this to squeeze you. Philly, Dallas, the Sunday night. Dallas arguably could have won yes. in Philadelphia yes. the first meeting. Definitely. And, and of course, Philly got spanked by San Francisco in the final three quarters. <laughs> so how are you feeling for this one? Are you are, – how, how big of a chance are you getting given the Eagles? Let's put it that I, way. I, I have to give them a chance because I'm never, ever in life going to say the Cowboys are going to do anything because, like, let's be honest. We've seen this scenario before with Dak Prescott. He's, he has a tendency – not to come up in big games. This mm-hmm. is a huge game. And like you said, the Eagles got smacked last week. This has to be a statement game. And to your point, they barely got away the last time yep. these two play, yep. teams played. And I know Dallas is feeling good about that. The Eagles need to send a statement that last week was a hiccup and they're back on track. Fly, Eagles, fly. Give them a follow at BigHugh53 on Twitter or XFly, Eagles fly, baby. Those aren't words that we necessarily want to hear in Washington, D.C., but we'll take it uh, because he's one of us. He's our radio brother now on the Odyssey app. You can check it out, uh, 94 WIP in Philadelphia. Hugh Douglas, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you for coming aboard with us. Great spot with him. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get back on track here. Matt Burke coming up later on this hour, but a chance to maybe get some of your phone calls in on Army-Navy, on the Steelers-Patriots, on the 
uh, Eagles and uh, Cowboys. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Washington Commanders making an interesting announcement earlier this morning. We'll have some of the details on that coming up next from Media Row in Boston, presented by USAA right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. It is a football Friday on the Team 980, driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Boston. And Media Row for the 124th Army-Navy game presented by USAA right here on a football Friday on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. It's driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience, power, performance, and ruggedness with the Honda. See your local Honda dealer. Hope everybody is doing good back home. Nice to have you with us always on the Team 980 throughout the DMV and as well on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Hugh Douglas. If you missed that, hit the Odyssey Rewind uh, feature. That game coming up on Sunday night, Cowboys and the Eagles. I mean, thank goodness. I, I know this is mean. Thank goodness we don't have to deal with the Commanders this week. I mean, I'm just, like, so happy about Woo! that. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I hate to be a jerk. But thank goodness we don't have to uh, deal with that nonsense. I mean, it's so refreshing. Um, so, I, I, I mean, again, I just, I don't mean to be a jerk, but I guess I am being a jerk. We, we just, that's football, right? Um, now, do I think, I mean, Hugh sounds like he's a little bit more, uh, of course, he's based in Philadelphia. He played for the Eagles, for the Eagles. Uh, does it, look, would it surprise me at all if the Cowboys crap in their pants on Sunday night? No. But right now, they are playing better than the Eagles. And even the Eagles before the collapse against the 40 well, I shouldn't say collapse. Before the 49ers dragged them all around Lincoln Financial Field. I mean, we all remember the overtime game that they got lucky to win against Buffalo. 
right? If Buffalo didn't crap in their pants a couple of times down the stretch, they wouldn't have won that game. Maybe if they don't get that fortuitous break with the officiating. I, you know, again, I, I didn't, I thought it was a catch and or I thought it was a non-catch. I, I thought it was the right call, but it was, it was a break. And it extended that game and it led to a Jake Elliott game-tying field goal. And ultimately Buffalo goes and gets the, the field goal. And then Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, runs on the quarterback draw. Uh, and scores the game-winning touchdown there in overtime. If Buffalo wasn't soft around the edges, unlike San Francisco, maybe they don't win that game. And maybe we're talking about two losses in a row for the Eagles. Or maybe the Eagles bounce back last week and play inspired, I don't know, against the 49ers. Now they did for one quarter, but not for the rest of the way. Uh, and that was, you know, that was part of the problem, you know, when it comes to what we saw out of the Eagles uh, last Sunday against 49ers. Do I expect them to give up 42 points uh, in the game? They gave up 42 points in the last three quarters? No, I don't. I mean, Dallas is good. Don't get me wrong. Dallas, I, look, C.D. Lamb is playing as good as he ever has. Dak, I don't know if he's playing as good as he ever was before the nasty ankle injury in, was that 2020? I guess it was 2020. Week six, I want to say. McCarthy's first year. I think Dak was playing at a different level. I mean, he's playing really, really good right now. Really, really good right now. And this Eagles defense is prime for the picking. I mean, I see the Cowboys winning. I don't think it's going to be easy. I, I would be surprised if it's if we walk away from Sunday night football, even though it's in Dallas at AT&T Stadium, even though the Cowboys are playing really well, even though the Eagles are beat up on defense, I would be surprised if we walk away going, you know, how we did from, what was it, week three, Sunday night, San Francisco destroying the Cowboys 42-12 or whatever the hell the score was. I, 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 don't, I don't remember exactly what the score was, but it was something similar to that. I would be surprised if we come away with that. Do I think the Cowboys win? Yeah, because the Cowboys right now are healthier at quarterback. There's no doubt Jalen Hurts is a little bit banged up. We all know that. Now, listen, is it to the point of Derek Carr or David Carr going on NFL Network and saying Marcus Mariota should start? I get lost. I mean, come on now. Uh, Could you make an argument that Jalen Hurts would benefit from a little rest? Absolutely. Just like he did last year when he got hurt, and then they were cautious in bringing him back. Right, And you could make the argument that that fueled their Super Bowl run. So could I see if Jalen Hurts gets banged up more in this game, if he gets hit you know, by Micah Parsons, and it's more than Micah Parsons. It's, you know, uh, I mean, my goodness, their defensive line is so deep, so good. And they're thin at linebacker. We all know that the Cowboys, uh, so are the Eagles. That's part of the reason why they signed Shaq Leonard. But, I mean, that Cowboy defense – might put Jalen Hurts on the shelf. Might put Jalen Hurts on the shelf. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I would be surprised, again, if the Cowboys do not come away with a win. I I can't say very surprised because the Eagles have a tenacity that we know the commanders do not have. But I truly believe right now is still a question in Dallas. Do the Dallas Cowboys have that mental tenacity? And it's hard to describe. But, you know, you heard Hugh kind of talk about, you know, he believes it is culture. 
We've heard so much about culture in Washington, D.C. and with the commanders. The Eagles have a mental tenacity that is unquestioned. Like their talent on both sides right now, because it's beat up, and especially on the defensive side, might might not be something we can question. And it might not be something they can overcome. But they have that, that again, I, I don't always want to use the word culture, but that tenacity, that assassin-like mentality that I know the commanders don't have. The question is, have the Cowboys found it? Because until the Cowboys find it, you still have to lean big picture Eagles. Even though I might pick the Cowboys to win this game on Sunday night slightly, and, and not by a blowout by any means. And, you know, our guy Troy here, so good to us, uh, was with us last year in Philadelphia, helping us out again. The 49ers beat the Cowboys on October the 8th, uh, 42 10. So that was like week four, I guess it was, or maybe week five. Dak was 14 of 24, a buck 53, a touchdown, three interceptions. My man. You're awesome. I appreciate you. Not bad for an Eagles fan. <laughs> C.D. Lamb, four catches, 49 yards. Tony Pollard, eight for 29. So, I mean, listen, the San Francisco 49ers are in a different world all to themselves. The 49ers have now kicked the Eagles' ass on the road, and they kicked the Cowboys' ass. Different world. We're talking about the Eagles and Cowboys here, and, and, and do I see the Cowboys blowing out? the? No. Do I see the Cowboys winning? Probably, yes. Likely, all right, you want to go that far? Fine. I don't know if anything's likely, even in, in even with the, the Eagles coming off of the spanking by the 49ers last week. I, I say likely is probably too strong for me. Again, because I know this. The Eagles have that, that tenacity that I'm not sure if the Cowboys have yet. Maybe they developed it. Maybe... They figured it out. Their offensive line is better, meaning Dallas, than it has been. Uh, again, C.D. Lamb is playing out of his mind. Brandon Cooks is playing real well. Their combination of tight ends have been pretty good. And this is a Dallas team, you know, uh, again, that, that is different, right? They're missing, uh, you know, digs on the back end. They're from last year, not from earlier this year. They're, they don't have the physicality of Ezekiel Elliott. But they, they are different. And I don't believe that's, even though statistically they have a huge home field advantage in Dallas, I don't believe that's like that intimidating of a place to play. I could be wrong. I haven't been there in a number of years, but I don't believe that's that intimidating of a place to play. All right, so that's the Eagles-Cowboys coming up on Sunday night. Again, thankfully, no commanders. Don't have to deal with that trash. Um, I, should, I shouldn't be that mean. We don't have to deal with that product which smells a lot like rotten trash. Uh, that, that's better. Um, real quickly here, before the bottom of the hour, the commanders have announced that they are moving some of their business operations to the University of Maryland campus due to increased demands for suites at FedEx Field. I'm going to read you part of the press release, and then I'll give you my thoughts on it when we come back. On the other side, we'll be joined by Matt Burke, uh, longtime NFL Pro Bowl center, Ravens, Minnesota Vikings. We'll uh, talk about Army-Navy, of course, uh, and some NFL with Matt Burke coming up uh, in about 15 minutes or so. But 
As you know, the commanders have operated out of FedEx Field and Ashburn. Uh, They've had split. Most of the business operations have been at FedEx Field. As a matter of fact, there's a huge second-floor wing. um, And, you know, uh, I mean, I've been there. Uh, and with all sorts of offices, Josh Harris has a big office, what have you, uh, you know, there on the second floor wing of FedEx Field. Now, I, th- there are other offices, and I didn't know that they were doing this. Apparently, they were having some of their business employees operate out of suites because the suites weren't used, weren't claimed, weren't bought. So to give space, what have you, because they moved a lot of people over over the years from Redskins Park or Ashburn over to FedEx Field. So. They're now moving these people to the University of Maryland campus early in the year to meet greater demand for suites while expanding the franchise's footprint in the state of Maryland. And that's the tricky part there. That's the key part, and that's what I'll expand upon when we come on back. Expanding the franchise's footprint in the state of Maryland. How about that? But first, we do a trending alert from here at Army-Navy, presented by USAA on this football Friday on the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. Let's get the trending alert right here, right now. Yeah, so while we don't have to deal with the commanders, we told you more on that story coming up about them moving some of their business operations teams that do it at a big-time level, including the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to be short Isaiah Pacheco in their rematch against the Buffalo Bills uh, this Sunday. Of course, the Bills coming off the bye, 6-6, and and that tough loss in overtime in Philadelphia almost two weeks ago. Still no starting quarterback announced for the Cleveland Browns uh, this Sunday. Will it be Joe Flacco or will it be DTR? We will see. Mike McCarthy set to coach for the Cowboys on Sunday night after having an emergency appendectomy. Wizards tonight in Brooklyn against the Nets. 7.30 tip here on the Team 980. Caps losing a shootout in overtime last night to the Dallas Stars. And that's what's trending. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good to have you back with us right here from Media Row in Boston. 124th Army-Navy game presented by USAA coming up tomorrow at 3 o'clock at Gillette Stadium. Army and Navy 2-5 and six teams. Listen, again, this is about football, yes, obviously, but this is about everything else in a nutshell, right? I know where I spend a lot of time before the Commanders-Cowboys game (coughs) two weeks ago. Talking about how it's not the rivalry anywhere near that it used to be. As a matter of fact, the Eagles-Cowboys, much bigger rivalry, much bigger stage, much bigger game. Obviously, two high-quality teams on Sunday night. 
more than the Cowboys and the Commanders. Um, but this, again, while not every name is certainly household and while some of the offensive philosophies, and we discussed that with Ross Tucker, will not blow your skirt up, they are doing things to modernize and revolutionize, especially at Army, the offense, as we discussed with Ross in hour number one. So something to look forward to there. Both of these programs are passing the ball a little bit more. You know you're not going to see Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy style. So don't think you're going to get that. You have to have, from a football standpoint, you have to have an appreciation for running the football, playing great defense, uh, red zone Forcing field goals, good special teams. That's why I think Army will probably win. Uh, Their special teams are awesome. But, you know, you look at Navy, they're real good in the red zone, all that. All right. So I wanted to bring this up. We mentioned the commanders moving some of their business operations they announced. um, And, again, the key, I don't care where their business operations are. I, I mean, I'll let somebody else care about that. I don't care. Okay. Um So I'm not going to spend any time on that. What I am interested in, and I think what everybody should be interested in, is the words in the very first paragraph of the release, which is to meet greater demands for suites while expanding the franchise's footprint in the state of Maryland. And then they tout a bunch of other things and sellouts and 20% increases, stuff we talked about yesterday. If you missed it, we got all the audio up for you via the Odyssey app. Matt breaks it all down for you, easy to consume. Uh, Or at the team980.com, and Lou's got an accompanying story and all that. You can go back to that. But to me, when you see expanding the franchise's footprint in the state of Maryland, what does this say? Well, it says a couple of things. We all know what the desire, or we, we, we think we all know, what the desire of the new ownership group is, and that it's to build the new stadium at RFK. I believe that is much more of an emphasis than anything to do with changing the name. Uh, you're not going to get me to back down on that, by the way. I'm going to fight that tooth and nail. I believe... The goal of building a new stadium at RFK is, A, for many, many, many reasons, but also to deflect from and or buy time and or back down the venom for the commander's name, which, again, the venom for the commander's name is the stupidest thing in the world. I I just will never understand you people. Um, Just worry about something else. But uh, nevertheless... Again, i got to be careful to not go always on my soapbox here, even though it's my radio show. Um, Expanding the franchise's footprint in the state of Maryland. We've all kind of wondered, hey, if they go to D.C. and build at RFK, if they, for whatever reason, build in Virginia, because Virginia is doing great, uh, and Virginia is rich, and Virginia obviously has been their longtime daily home, and probably is the uh, jurisdiction or the state that will give them the most money, which is the most important thing when it comes to building a new stadium, right? The less they have to take on and deal with on their own, the better. And they're trying to power play and leverage and all that stuff. But what becomes of Maryland if they decide to leave 
the FedEx field property, meaning don't build FedEx field 2.0. And whether it winds up in D.C. or Virginia, and say then the Daly facility could, I think, only be in Maryland if they are at the RFK site and they decide to build a daily facility instead of FedEx Field 2.0 next to the current FedEx Field, right? Because they own all that land and then have the stadium, the new stadium, at RFK and have players and coaches and personnel live in between, right? Because there's, what, a seven-mile difference, whatever it is. And I know it can be a pain in the ass in traffic. Guess what? There's traffic everywhere. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about my traffic. Nobody cares about your traffic. So I think that's the only way that I can – I mean, there's two ways that they could stay in, in Maryland. One, building the actual stadium, FedEx Field 2.0. One, building it at RFK and having the daily facility and maybe some sort of entertainment complex or amphitheater or something at the site of FedEx 2.0. So because we don't know where the stadium is and how that is exactly going to look, I wonder, and I don't know this, is this part of the potential concession to Maryland that, hey, long term, we're going to keep a bunch of our employees and our marketing and business operations staff in Maryland, even... If we build at RFK or we build in Virginia and the daily facility is either at RFK, if they can somehow make that work, which I don't know how they get a new stadium, a daily facility, an entertainment district, all of that at the RFK site, even though it's 190 acres. I don't know how they do that. Okay, I'm not smart enough for that. Or they could move. Every bit of the operation, daily and the stadium, to the Commonwealth of Virginia. And that could leave Maryland out of it, right? And then maybe, presumably, they sell that property. Who knows who wants to buy it? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Ted goes there. <laughs> I have no idea, right? I mean, if Ted's thinking about Arlington, maybe he goes. I-, I don't know. But the point of the matter is, when they say expanding the franchise's footprint in the state of Maryland... Yes, they're expanding it right now, but I'm thinking long-term. Are they expanding it long-term? Are they expanding it beyond just what it is right now? And is this the precursor to what's to come? I don't know, but of course we all find it curious to say, hey, in the first paragraph of this announcement, we're expanding the franchise's footprint in the state of Maryland. Now, maybe they literally mean geographically because they're going from Landover to College Park, which is probably like if you ask them directly how they would, uh, you know, how they would, um, uh, what do you call it, operate, that's probably what they would say. But, uh, again, uh, my job is to think outside the box here. While I don't know what their ultimate long-term goal is and gain here is i think what they're trying to say is hey even if we decide to move completely out of maryland in five or six years or whatever it is we are going to keep some of our business operations here right or 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 at least for the next five or six years we're we're certainly going to along with the stadium and so on and so forth 
but maybe even long-term beyond that. Maybe, again, on the FedEx field property, instead of building a new stadium, again, maybe it's a daily, a brand-new daily facility. Maybe, but, you know, but, but that could leave Virginia out. See, somehow they have to play all three pieces here. And they've been cozying up to Wes Moore. So me thinks that there is something more at play here. I could be totally wrong, but I think there's something more at play here long-term, a longer-term vision. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but make no mistake about it. They don't throw that line out there in the first paragraph of this release just, like, without expecting people to be buzzing about it and without expecting people to try and figure it out. I wish I had all the answers for you. I don't. But something, I don't want to say stinks here, but something feels like it's at play here. And that's okay. I mean, they're trying to keep everybody happy. And it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. I mean, again, everybody wants the stadium at RFK. I don't know if it's more likely that it goes to, you know, to that it stays at FedEx Field or if it comes to Virginia, if it doesn't go to RFK. I've always thought Virginia, but they own the land at, our, at FedEx Field. They owe the surrounding land, own the surrounding land. Now, they could sell a lot of that, but I don't know who, would, who, who they would sell it to, right? So they got to think and calculate all of this. And I wonder, if, I wonder if there's a way to keep all three municipalities happy and make the fans and so on and so forth. I don't know. All right, Matt Burke, longtime NFL Pro Bowl center, coming up uh, with us from here at the USAA Media Row in Boston for the 124th Army-Navy game coming up tomorrow afternoon from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. We continue along on this football Friday on the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Media Row here in Boston for the 125th, uh, 124th. That's next year's 125th back home in D.C. Army-Navy game at Gillette Stadium tomorrow. It's all presented by USAA. And joining us right here at the set as we round up our number two, six-time Pro Bowl or former Super Bowl champion, Matt Burke, of course, you remember him from not only his days in the Baltimore uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, but also the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and we had him on uh, about a year or so ago, somewhere in that range, we were just trying to figure out. I was like, oh, yeah, we had John in Philadelphia last year. No, he's uh, at the Super Bowl. Well, you know, we, we've, I know we had you on recently. How about that? It's good uh, to be back. It's good to have you back. We appreciate uh, you. How you been? I've been good. Good. Yeah. Everything all right? Yeah. Good. Everything's great. I'm um, excited to be at this event, which I've never been to before. Right. Right, so you you know you're the second former player, third former player, that's joined us today. Joe Andrewsy, Hugh Douglas, that have not been to an Army Navy game yet. I didn't go to my first one until a couple of years ago in New York. I've been now to three in a row. What do you like? You played at such a high level. You played in front of massive audiences and in incredible atmospheres. What are you kind of drawing up in your mind about what you're about to see on Saturday? Well, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. That's why I wanted to come. Yeah. You know, that's why every year I make my boys, we sit down and watch this game, and I want them to see it because there's so much good stuff going on outside of mm -hmm. the football. But, you know, to me, this is, this is football in its purest form. These guys are playing for the love of the game. 
you know, this is it. I mean, there's no, there's no next level. There, no one has the aspirations to keep going. It's like, no, we do this because we love the game, and uh, and then we're going to move on to something bigger and and greater than this. So I'm looking forward to all the all the pageantry and right. you know everything around the game. The game too, yeah, yeah. it'll be great. But uh, everything around the game, there's just there's just nothing like it. And I love the fact that it's tomorrow going to be the center of the of the football universe. There's nothing else going on. You know, a lot of people love offense. You know, and they points, points, throw the ball, throw the ball. That's almost exactly the opposite of what we're going to get tomorrow. Yeah, know? yeah. No, it's uh, it's going to be a ground and pound kind of deal, and uh, and uh, and that's great. I actually, you know, I actually like I it. Say, does that excite you? It, a... it does because it's different. I right. mean, I can do without all the spread offense and you know five wide stuff. I actually, right. this is obviously, I mean, this is football how it used to be, and maybe maybe the best is somewhere in the middle, <laughs> but uh, just because you don't see it very often, you know this. Uh, the veer and the option and, and, and all those things. I, I think it's I think it's fascinating from a from a from, from a football strategy standpoint. I love special teams. I love running the ball. I'm an I'm a Neanderthal, if you will. People people make fun of me that I haven't evolved that I'm stuck in the 1970s. I'm 50 years old. Whatever. Uh, you know, I just I, I I grew up in a different era. Yeah. Right. There's something sexy about that still. I think so. I think it's kind of I don't want to say the way football was meant to be played, mm-hmm. but it's. You know, the physicality of football, it's meant to be, you know, a, a man whoop a man game. And you're mm-hmm. supposed to try to exert your, your, your physical dominance on, on the other team. And when you're running dive and option, that's, that's what you're trying to do. And it's kind of like, we're going to line up. You know what we're going to run. We know what you're going to run uh, and with the occasional pass. And uh, we're going to see who's tougher. Yeah. And that's kind of sort of, you know, that primitive form of the game, there is something appealing about that. As divisive as our country is in so many things, in so many ways. I haven't heard. It's <laughs> a good line. I like that. You're from D.C., so yeah. Um, this is a game that unifies. I mean, it's a rivalry, don't get me wrong. An Army wants to beat Navy, and Navy wants to beat Army. But this is a game that is so much, as we talk, more than a game, yeah. more than a rivalry. I mean, yeah. you played in great rivalry games in the NFC North and the AFC North and, and different divisions and different titles. And what, and you always want to beat your opponent. But, but it's such a different, I guess, when you have respect and admiration for the guy that you're trying to beat, it's yeah. probably different when you're trying to beat somebody in the NFL who I'm sure you have respect and admiration for, but you really want to not, beat them. Yeah, not like yeah. this. I mean, I think you see it you know, at the end of the game when the teams, the, the losing team goes yeah. to their fans and does their song for and the respect. Yes. And then they turn and give the respect to the winning team. I mean, that says it all, right? And these guys know that they're going to be on the same team. You know, for the seniors, they're going to be on the same team next year, yeah. right? They're going to be all be in the armed forces, serving our country, keeping us safe. So there's just, there's just nothing like it, yeah. Chris, right? I mean, that's why this is, that's why like I, when this opportunity came up, like I had to, I had to get my boys on a plane and, and come out here. Six-time Pro Bowler Matt Burke with us, uh, of course, played uh, his career for the Minnesota Vikings uh, and the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl champion. Um, when you look around uh, football, specifically, you know, the NFL now, do you love the, the kind of game it is? No. Or are, do you, like, lo- do you loathe it? Or do you just, it's kind of in between? I wouldn't say I loathe it. I mean, it, it, it is what it is, yeah. but I think it's... Uh, you know, it's just becoming a little bit too. They, they, players are always going to find ways to kind of hack the the rules, right? And I think what you see the quarterbacks and the receivers doing now with like, you know, back shoulder throws, right? If the DB's running with the receiver, just throw it up and underthrow it a little bit. Right. The receiver stops, and you get a call. And fishing has become too much of part of the game. Yep. You know, it's being settled 
that way instead of guys making plays and you know it's just not uh, it's not the same you know runs up the middle I mean when was the last time you saw a team run a, a fullback iso on the mm-hmm. Mike linebacker yep. and just try to run straight ahead I mean you occasionally you still see the fullback and with Kyle and, and the 49ers with use check and, and but it's and, not that downhill no, like, you're right. you know, smash. You're right. it's more run outside no, you're right. and, and I'm not you know they, with they, the outside zone yeah, and all that yeah so, sure would you like I mean because you were a great center and I I think you deserve consideration for the Hall of Fame I don't I don't know if I'm wrong on that but whatever I'll just I'm not going to say you're wrong. okay <laughs> all right I didn't think you would disagree but you know, Kelsey's such a good center. Oh, you were man. such a great center. Would you, would you have liked the tush push and how instru- – or the brotherly shove or whatever the hell they call it and, and how instrumental he is in that? Well, I don't know what it feels like sometimes yeah. to be on the bottom of – that's a big pile that's a he's big on pile. the bottom of. But that is a play that's – hey, it's something – you know, it's kind of new, right? It's year mm-hmm. two. Nobody can stop it. Like, it's kind of fun. I mean, what a mm-hmm. weapon to have. Basically, it's just first and nine every time you yeah. get the ball because yeah. you, you can get that last yard. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. So, and and you know what? That does send a uh, as a defense. If you line up and you know it's third and one, and you know you can't stop it, and then you, they do the push and they surge, and that's demoralizing. I mean, it is a it's a weapon. It's bigger than just the one or two yard gain that it gets you. So I'm for it, and I'm still waiting. There's got to be a way to stop it, right? Yeah. There has to be. So someone someone will figure it out. Well, my way to stop it is don't get into third and one for that. One. That would help. That would help. <laughs> be better on first and second. I'm waiting yeah. for the defense to line yeah. up the same way that the offense lines up. Yeah. Why not get the yeah. linebackers no, right. pushing the D linemen and uh, see what happens? Especially <laughs> like a with rugby some of these 330-pound quick-twitch oxes at defensive tackle, right? I mean, if you crash the center, you know, as Kelsey's kind of diving off the snap, if you crash the center – Maybe on both sides of the A-gap, maybe that's the way you do it. I would I line know. up a guy in the nose. I'd line up a guy in both tackles. Mm-hmm. I'd put three linebackers behind him, push them straight ahead, and then each linebacker, okay. you know, goes to the – they have that gap to the right. I mean, there's got to be something yeah. you can do. But right. I, know when you, I know when you're doing a quarterback sneak, the uh, the hardest – if you do an even front and you allow the center and the guard to double-team a guy, you're done anyway. So I would line up – I'd cover the guard and uh, – both guards in the center and uh, push those guys and – See what happens. Yeah. Think I'm right? I, I, I mean, <laughs> listen, you, you're more right than you're well, wrong. No, you I might, don't know if it'll work. Might, uh, yeah. I think. I mean, it makes sense what you're describing to me. I'm sure there's defensive coordinators yeah. all around the league listening to yeah, your yeah. show. Yes. Uh, you know, oh, absolutely. Use that. Let's see if that works. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I once had a defensive coach say, uh, Raheem Morris, who's oh, yeah. uh, the defensive coordinator out in, in the Rams. Said I was listening on the radio. Is like, how the bleep did you figure out what the hell we were doing? And I'm like, I didn't figure out anything. I just. I just regurgitated something that somebody else said. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't figuring out anything. Yeah, well, I'm not paid the big bucks well, that you well, are. Once in a while. Once in a while you um, find something. Before we run out of time, I know uh, you've got uh, you, what your own company, Heritage Gear, right? Yeah, Heritage Gear. Uh, premium licensed products. We have 50 colleges. Uh, we have an NFL license. Um, these bags are extremely well built, made right here in the they USA. Awesome. Uh, we love... Uh, veterans, we love the military. On Veterans Day, we released a flag bag collection, which is online, and we raised a hundred thousand mm. dollars for Team Red, White, and Blue. And just to honor this game and anybody who supports it or watches it, uh, if you go to heritagegear.com uh, and you use the code Army Navy twenty three, you have thirty percent off your entire order. I brought a West Point and a Naval Academy bag with me today. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, you can see they're 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 pretty sharp, and uh, so I encourage people to check it out at heritagegear.com. Last thing for you is your one of your former teams, the the Ravens, poised to win a Super Bowl here. 
They're kind of flying under the radar, you know. It's yeah. like the Chiefs and the Dolphins get yeah. a lot of the headlines, but the Ravens have played solid ball. The defense has, uh, I think, played very well this year. Lamar's got more weapons than usual, although, you know, a, a quarterback's best friend is a, is a reliable tight end, and the Mark Andrews injuries, uh, that, 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 that's a yeah. big loss. But, you know, the Ravens kind of seem to just be, they're just taking care of business pretty much every week, and... Uh, you know, you don't have to talk about Baltimore, but I'll guarantee you this. Nobody wants to go to Baltimore in the playoffs and have to play no, that team. that is true. That is true, and especially because they can run the ball, as we were talking about. Uh, great to have you with us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Good luck Chris. with uh, Heritage Gear. Of course, moving forward, awesome-looking bags. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow with your son and uh, sons? sons. Sons, three of them, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, enjoy the game. Uh, should be great. Thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. Appreciate Thank it. you. That is uh, six-time Pro Bowler Matt Burke and Super Bowl champion uh, joining us here at the set, presented by USAA for the 124th Army-Navy game, which is 24 hours from right now, right here on a football Friday on the Team 980, it is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda C, your local Honda dealer. We're going to have Keenan Reynolds, former uh, uh, Navy quarterback, uh, uh, at about 3.15 or so. So we have some time for your phone calls if you want to hop in, 301-230-0980. I think we still have a couple of guys on hold that we haven't gotten to. Like I said, it was going to be you know a different type of show today uh, here at Army-Navy. So we will uh, do that when we return for the top of the hour and our final hour of power. We lead you up till four o'clock right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.